We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Amen. Well, why don't you give yourselves a high five and sit down? That's very easy, wasn't it? could be one of those nights where it's go and give 20 people a high five. That's just annoying. I don't know. You go to some church, it's like, oh, yeah, I got to give 20 people a high five. So that's not in the middle of winter. We're very smart. Hand sanitizer at the back. It's hard enough to get people in church. Too many germs. We don't want to spread it around with high fives. Anyway. What are we doing? Oh, that's right. Um... Church, 5 p.m., preached quite hard this morning, so I've almost fell off. No, it's right. uh, welcome, welcome to church tonight. It's going to be awesome. I'll engage my brain in, in like three seconds and we'll be right. Okay. Um, welcome to Miracle Offering Sunday. As you heard earlier, uh, Pastor Desiree just sharing um, just about what she's been thinking about and pondering about. It is our Miracle Offering and so this is our once a year where we take up a, an offering over and above tithing to, to really push into some of the areas that we're believing for as a church. We've been able to develop many areas, the offices and making more space for kids, doing things like Revolution Tour that come through and go through schools and do anti-bullying, sort of making O-Week um, an experience that, uh, that students can come and be part of a local church and not have to do some of the pressurized things that they're that they get put into those positions and stuff like that. So many different things. And I want to thank you for those that came to our story on Tuesday night. We had a great time just sharing from the financial perspective of the life of the church, but, but also just highlighting who we are as a church and where some of the finances have been going. And so it was, it was a great night. And so thank you for that. And so those um, finances are going to be uh, published on the charity's website coming up very soon, unless they've already been done. Um, but uh, you can also look up um, Equipers Dunedin Trust on the charity's website as well if you want to know more about it. I think it's important to know some of this stuff because uh, sometimes we can just not understand it and not know about it. But as a church, we're very open, very transparent around the finances and the life of the church. Cool? Awesome. Well, as we get into the message tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, go to the screen, and, and, and it's awesome because we get to hear from a, a few of our pastors around the world and what God's doing, also uh, linking in with Pastor Sam up in Auckland as well, and so let's go to the screen. Hey, Equippers Church in New Zealand. We as a church here in Rio de Janeiro are really thankful for your investment in the kingdom of God. We have experienced God's goodness, people being saved, having their lives transformed and getting baptized. And we believe that God is always about to start something new and do something bigger. We are believing for more families experiencing the love of God by the faith in Jesus Christ. And you can be part of that. Mark here from Equipus Church in London. And I know you've got your exciting offering coming up. Just to tell you about what we're believing for here in the UK. Uh, currently, we're meeting in four different locations uh, in the process of starting a fifth one. 
but we are believing for multiplication and uh, we've started to pray that God would actually send us leaders from right across the UK, a uh, nation of around about 70 million people. So we want to see hubs in Ireland, hubs in Scotland, hubs in Wales, hubs in the north of England. And uh, so we've got a big dream and we are believing big. Hey guys, my name is Dan Zelton from Equipus Zurich. We're in a great season. We currently see a lot of foreigners coming to our church. Um, every third person in Zurich is a foreigner. And we really believe that we're not going to be a Swiss church, but a church that is reaching our city. So please pray for key leaders who actually can reach their people groups. We're also thinking of starting an English-speaking service in the near future because we see that there's a real need for it. So thanks for your support. Be blessed. I am Francesco Basile, the pastor of Equipers Rome, and I want to encourage you. Thank you for what you are doing for us, and I want to encourage you to keep praying for us, keep supporting us, because God is doing amazing things. We are believing for launching out our third campus this very September, and we need your help, we need your support. So please keep us in your prayers. Everything is going well, things are going amazing and we just want to say thank you for the depth of our heart god bless you welcome to miracle sunday we're glad you joined us for what is going to be an incredible day this is a significant day in the life of equipers church in fact all the things that are taking place here in new zealand and around the world are because people over the years have sown generously into the vision of who we are you know, who would have thought years ago that we would have 21 locations here in New Zealand? In fact, we just launched our 21st this year in Mosgill, just south of Dunedin. And already that church is flourishing down there. But not only are we reaching New Zealand, the impact and the influence that we're having across the world just blows my mind. You know, we serve a God who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. And to think we've got 18 other campuses around the world is just mind-blowing mind in so many different ways. Now, this year, we have the opportunity, again, to take the vision further, to reach more people for Jesus. Now, this year, we're planting churches in, in Rio, in Brazil there, in Hungary, uh, in Budapest. We're planting in Calcutta, in India. And we're also planting in Accra, in Ghana. You know, people are being influenced and, and being reached for Jesus in those nations. And we see significant loca uh, churches in every location, which then in turn will plant other churches. You know, what is exciting right now is that the seeds that we've sown are not only producing fruit, but within, those, uh, within the fruit, there's seeds that are, are multiplying. And as a result, you know, our churches are all sowing into this global mission that we've got. You know, today we get the opportunity to be part of something significant. We get the opportunity to keep reaching our world here in Auckland and around New Zealand. And, but we get the opportunity to keep on expanding our influence internationally. You know, the Bible talks about that we reap what we sow. And today we have the opportunity to sow into good soil. And, and reap an unbelievable harvest. But here's the deal, you, you reap after you sow. Too many people want to reap without sowing. Uh, but the harvest we experience is a result of the seeds that were sown. Where we are today is a result of many people's generosity over many years. 
And I give God thanks for it. But here we've got an opportunity to do something more. And what will look like in 10 years' time is a result of what we sow today. And you reap after you sow. So you sow what you reap, but we reap after we sow. But here's the deal. We reap more than we sow. The seed produces fruit, but within the fruit, there's more seed. And that seed has the ability then, if it's planted, to produce more fruit. One person once said, you can count uh, the, the pips in an orange, but you can't count the oranges in the pip. And we'll never fully understand the impact and the influence that we're having until eternity. But I want us to continue to sow seed in faith, believing that God could touch more people, that more people could be reached for the gospel. Now, here we have the opportunity to do something amazing. And a, a, a seed is simply a miracle capsule. We've titled this Miracle Sunday because within every seed that's sown today, we believe many miracles are going to take place. Stories of influence, stories of change, stories of breakthrough, stories of growth and enlargement. We have an opportunity to do something great today. You know, it's not about what we don't have. It's what we're doing with what we do have. And if we take what we have and we present it to God, we believe God can multiply it. He did that with the five loaves and two fish, and it ended up feeding a multitude. I believe a multitude are on the other end of our obedience today. So I want you to prayerfully consider how you can be a part of it. You know, whether it be a lump sum or a weekly gift, you know, a weekly amount can add up to a bigger sum. And with many people just doing what they can with what's in their hand, I believe together we can change the nation, but also reach the world. So, hey, we're glad you joined us for Miracle Sunday. It's going to be an amazing day in every location. Let's celebrate together what God's done, but also let's look into our future and believe that God can do even more. I want to declare the best is yet to come in God for Equipage Church. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Awesome. Don't you love just watching that and just knowing what we're connected to uh, around, uh, around the world? Um, you know, 40 locations throughout New Zealand and throughout the world. That's pretty amazing. I, I love the fact that, you know, um, you, you as a church are tied to every single one of those locations. Whether, whether you understand that or not, just trust me, you are. Um, you know, in Rio... Rio's been, been going now for around six or seven years. Pastors Pat and Bronwyn were over there. Uh, they, they needed to come back to New Zealand, and so we sent um, um, Giselle and Esther over there, and, and they, are, they are local. Um, well, they're not locals to Rio, but they're locals to Brazil, and uh, they're just getting great traction there. And we were able to, you know, as this church, not just Equipers Church, but this church, uh, we were able to sponsor Patrick and Bronwyn around $10,000 a year to provide for their um, private health care for their family. Uh, in Rio, the health care and the public health care is not uh, something that's readily available and very slow. And so but being able to give those, those, those Patrick and Bronwyn that, that reassurance of being able to go to private health care is such an amazing thing. If you're a mum in this room, you'll understand what I'm talking about. If you're a dad, you'll understand what I'm talking about. So we were able to do that. We've, we've, we've directly um, part, 
uh, we've directly connected with Stephen in Accra in Ghana, and we've had Pius and Emmanuel with Stephen down here at the beginning of last year, and just just amazing what God is doing because uh, people have been generous. Uh, I think the entire gospel and the entire point to living our life for Jesus is generosity. Oh, I'll sit with you and 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 not and discuss it if you'd like me to. But I, I totally believe that our entire life is to outwork generosity. And in fact, that's what I believe James uh, chapter one is all about, or I think it might be chapter three about faith without deeds is dead. Um, what that means is actually faith without generosity is dead. And so I, I believe tonight God wants to enlighten. God wants to move in your heart to to know what you could have the capacity to do. Sometimes you don't understand, you don't believe what God's called you into or God's, uh, God's planted in your life. But I, I, tonight is my prayer that, that something will come alive in your heart and in your spirit and, and, and about who God has called you to be. And so I want to I just share um, some thoughts this, that I also had shared this morning, but um, I'm glad that his team some team who were serving in the morning are here and, and other people weren't here this morning. So it's going to come alive. If you were here this morning, I ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you again. Um, all right. So um, it's, it's great. And, and again, as I preached on a couple of weeks ago, hey, just be part of the picture. Um, no, there, there is absolutely zero pressure, absolutely zero pressure to have to give into this offering tonight. Uh, you don't. You don't have to uh, give in to. You don't. In fact, you don't have to do anything. You know. But there's there's some things that we want to do because of the spirit of God that lives inside of us. But I want to tell you, take all the pressure off right now, and just let, say, Holy Spirit, I want you to speak to me around this. I want to learn something tonight. I want you to speak into my life. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. So the first point that I want us to talk about um, this is this evening. If you go to Matthew chapter 13, well-known passage. This is this is the par- the parable of the farmer and the seed and the sower. Jesus is, um, is talking about it. It's in other parables as well, but we're going to read it out of Matthew chapter 13. Uh, I'm just looking at the clock. I think I've got five minutes and 34 seconds left. That's helpful. All right. <laughs> Uh, Father, I just thank you right now for who you are in our world and our life. I pray, Holy Spirit, you'd help me articulate this tonight. But more than I have to have to try and get this out, Lord, I pray that this that your spirit would be, Lord, um, received, that it would be released and received, and so, Lord, that we'd draw closer to you, that we would decrease, you would increase in our world, Lord. Help help us tonight, Lord, to trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. So there's, there's Matthew chapter 13. I'm going to pick it up from uh, uh, just just uh, end of verse 3. It says, Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seed fell on the footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. Um, the seeds sprouted quickly, but the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out tender plants. Still other seed fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. 
This is, this is amazing. I wanna, the first point that I want to uh, talk about tonight is the power of the seed. Power of the seed. A seed starts off small. And in fact, you can even go on YouTube uh, watching a seed grow. It's amazing. It starts off small and tiny, and then, then, it, then it develops and is growing up, and then leaves happen and, and all that. And suddenly, 45 minutes later, you've learned some stuff. Has anyone else fallen into the, the, the deep hole of YouTube? Is it just me? All right. But we, 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 a seed starts off as, as so tiny and so small, but the power inside the seed is phenomenal. Um, who, who likes gardening here? Come around my house anytime you'd like. I, I'll receive that in Jesus' name. Um, but uh, we, we have a garden at our house, and, and um, it was overgrown and had some plants in it and everything. And then one day I was moved by the Holy Spirit, and, and, and I came through, and I, um, I just thought, well, we've got to get this out. And so we're, uh, I just, just went for it and cleaned out this garden. It was entirely bare. It was amazing. Doesn't look like that now. All these weeds, it's just full of weeds now, and it's grown over and everything. I'm like, man, what, where did this all come from? And it all came from a seed. It came from a seed. It's like, well, see, the seeds have power to grow. Seeds have power to grow, and so that's why we've got to be careful what seeds we let, let um, fall into our soil. Did you know that your soul is, is very fertile? Whatever you let into your soul, it will grow. If you let negativity, a seed of negativity into your soul, into your spirit, it will grow. And so we've got to, we've got to understand the power of a seed. That's why when words are said in, in your life, that's the devil trying to sow something that is not true. And that's why, we, you know, we use some Christian language like we've got to rebuke those words. We've got to say, no, we don't believe that. We say, come off. And, and we break those things in Jesus' name. But... There's power in a seed. It's actually, it's amazing. All you have to do is look outside. You go outside and you look around, there's a tree. Well, where did it come from? A seed. In fact, all you have to do is look left and look right right now. Work with me here a little bit. You came from a seed. You came from a seed. Now, if you under, don't understand that, go and do third form biology or even high school these days. It's earlier than that. Anyway, all right. Get the big weekend out by the parenting place and listen to it. But you, you, there's power in a, in a seed, and it's amazing. See, a seed starts off small, and it grows into something way bigger than its original size. In the right condition, the power of the seed can grow into its full potential. In the right condition, see, that's why it's guard our heart. For out of it flows the issues of life. When we let seeds of negativity get in, what do we have to do? We've got to be careful of what comes in. And so we've got to guard our heart. We've got to greet good conditions. Um, you know, just like having to weed the garden at home, we've got to weed our soul. We've got to weed our spirit. Why? Because seeds are powerful. They will grow in your heart and they will, and they will produce negative things. Also, though, you put the power of the Holy Spirit as a seed in your heart. It will grow and it will produce good things. You know, there's always that person, eh? 
Does that person just always has the nice answer? It's, all, it's almost like Pastor Raylene. Right? She, you go and talk to Pastor Raylene, and she's just always nice. There was some time in her life that she wasn't always nice. I'm not sure when. I've never known her in this stage, but I know that she's had to weed through her soul, get rid of some of that stuff out of it to become this nice person. All right? And so, so we all have to do a bit of weeding in our spirit, and it's a continual thing, right? Because the devil loves not to give up. He, he loves not to give up. He's like, oh, just when you, oh, I'm just going to sow that little seed, see how it goes. But there's power in a seed. And so we've got to be careful that, that, that we don't let seeds that are, are not of God grow in our spirit. Um, here's, here's the thing. Here's a, here's a, this might be a little bit tough, but um, if you're not growing it in an area, is it the seed's fault or is it the soil's fault? It's a challenge right there, isn't it? Oh, well, because the seed of God in this, in this parable is the Word of God. And so sometimes when we don't get a breakthrough in a certain areas, maybe we're not humbling ourselves. Maybe we're not letting the seed of the Word of God and applying it in our life and not letting the potential of the power that is in the seed come, come, come up in our life. And so, you know, we're going to read another scripture in a minute about the... the um, about seed, about how, how it works across in our entire world. You, 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 you want to say nasty things about people? Well, guess what? People are going to say nasty things about you. You want to say nice things about people? Guess what? And hopefully you get more nice things about you. Because why? It's a principle. There's power in a seed. See, Jesus uses this illustration of the mustard seed a little bit further down in Matthew chapter 13. And he says, you know, the smallest of seeds, but the largest of garden trees. So, you know, and he, and he uses even another illustration. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, then you can say to this mountain, get up and you'll be thrown. Here's the thing is, tonight, you only have to have a small seed of faith. Sometimes we think we've got to have a large seed of faith or a large seed of... No, it's just, hey, it can grow into the greatest of all plants. It can grow into the greatest of all things. Why? Well, because there's power in a seed. It is supernatural. It's supernatural. All I can say is growth is supernatural. Somehow it happens. Because it's, it's, it's godly divine. It's, it's heavenly divine. Um, everything grows. How does that happen? Well, it's supernatural. It's, you know, you can give me a, you know, because this cell splits and this cell splits and blah, 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 and that's all of my biology, I don't know, science, less broad spectrum answer. But that's, that's all of it there, but it's like, no, no, it's supernatural. You just think of how the seed of a human life goes from something tiny but, and creates you. You just have to look at yourself and go, that's flipping amazing. That's amazing. Why? Because you're made in the image of God. So there's power in a seed. The next, the next point I want to share, share with us tonight, and as we as we leaning towards um, an offering and all that sort of stuff, about the, about the principle of the seed. See, there's power in a seed, but the principle of a seed. 
Luke chapter 6, and this is what I was referring to just before, but Luke chapter 6, verse 37 through to 38, it says this, uh, Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others, or it will come, it'll all come back against you. Forgive others, and you will be forgiven. Verse 38, just throws this one in there. Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. This is scripture. There's a principle of a seed here. There's a principle, and it's, and it's, and it's, it's I'm, I'm so glad it's wrapped in, in this. God knows what he's doing. Because we could just talk, we could just take that little bit of that little bit of scripture there and go, you know, um, sowing a seed is all about giving and reaping and sowing and reaping and there's a harvest and all these things. No, it's way, way, way more than that. It's about the principle of a seed. What you sow, you will reap. And, and Jesus illustrates it by by four things. <laughs> four things. Do not judge. So judgment, condemnation. Forgiveness and giving. And he wraps it all together. He's saying, you know, the, there's the principle of the seed. What, what you, if you sow judgment, it's going to come back to you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. If you, show, if, you, if you sow condemnation, it'll come back to you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. If you sow unforgiveness, it's going to come back to you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. You know, this, uh, this phrase, pressed down, shaken together, running over, is uh, I was doing some little bit of research on it. And basically, in, in agricultural times, what they would, the farmers would do is if they had the, the field and if it was the shape of a square, they would harvest the, uh, the internal circumference of that field. You know what I mean? A circle inside a square touching the, touching the sides, which just, which just meant the culture of the day, they would leave the corners. They would leave the corners of what's growing in the corners. Sometimes the seed wouldn't get all the way out there and all that sort of stuff. But they would leave the corners for, for, the, for the poor people, the widows. You'll hear this with Ruth, right? Ruth, Boaz, that story there, how they're feeding. You know, anyway, you know. Right. And so what they would do is the, the people would come along with their bags. And they would get the harvesting the crops. And because, you know, they were, they were poor and because they needed more, that what they'd do is they would get it and they'd put it into the bag and they'd press it down. And then they'd shake it together. And they'd keep going until they'd press it down, shaking it together, running over. And the best way that I can describe that in these days is that Chinese smorgasbord. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know who you are. You know, you know that there is a system of filling up that plastic takeaway Chinese smorgasbord. Never put the wontons in first. Way too much air underneath. But you, 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 if you do, you know, you then go back to the rice and just shovel a little bit of rice underneath, press it down, shake it together. Right, and, and, then, and then the sauces always go on last because, and then you shake it for a little while. If you go too soon, you know there's going to be gaps. I'm very, I know this stuff, all right? I know this. <laughs> you know, there's gaps. And, and, then, and then what you do is you, you, you press that lid down. And then you take a look at the owners of the shop because you know the rules are the lid has to be on. 
You know what I'm saying, right? This is, this, is, this is the principle that God's saying. Hey, the way you sow, I am going to do this for you. And it will come back to you pressed down, shaken together, running over from heaven. Just think about that. There's a principle of the seed here tonight, when you whatever you sow across the entire, how you how you act, how you respond, how you how you receive, how you give, how you, how you live your life, it'll it'll come back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. So there's a principle of the seed as well. So there's the power of the seed. There's the principle of the seed. In Galatians chapter six, verses nine. Uh, sorry, 7 through 9, it says this, Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who, only, the, those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So there's a principle here of when we sow, we will reap. I pray tonight that, that is, you know, now we don't leave here going, oh, flip, road rage. We're not doing any of that anymore. Well, that's a good thing. You know, I mean, oh, make sure this... Oh. We just live our lives so that we can honor God. There is a principle of sowing and reaping. That's Pastor Sam talked about it, we heard before. So there's the power of the seed and there's the principle of the seed as well. You know, I, um, I love coming into the life of this church. We've been here six years now, um, just over and um, this church has been around for 76 years. Pretty amazing. You know, the, 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 the seeds that have been sown, the people that have been generous in the past. Uh, you hear stories about how they had the, in the offices over there, before they were offices, there's actually a little church. And they had the church there, and then they bought the flats behind the church, and uh, from there, and then, then someone had vision to build, buy this place here, which was Arnott's Biscuit Factory. Awesome. And, uh, you know, just why? Because of vision just to grow. But how, how did they get this place? They got this place by people sowing, by people giving, by people being gener generous. We've also heard through the life of the church and the history of the church about prophetic words, about a church being a seed pod church where, where we, 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 as a church, would release people and send people out. And, and I was just thinking, man, it'd be amazing to, to do a count. It would be amazing to do a count. I, I reckon there's, you know, if we never sent anyone out, this church could be a church of probably 20,000 people. Seriously, probably with about the, the students that have come through in the last 75 years, the people, pastors, it's amazing. But what, what, what would we, but is that what God has called us to, called us to be? No, we're, we as a church want to send as well. You know, even right now, currently, Matt and Abby are part of that. They are a seed that they're gods that we just steward people, but they're gods. And so we get to be part of sowing. And, and I'm like going, Lord, we're just taking on another church out of Mosgiel. Uh, Matt and Abby are pretty useful. 
You know, good communicators, good worship leaders, good gatherers, good e-group leaders. Anyway, hence why they're going to lead a church. (laughs) But but there's the principle of the seed. I'm saying, all right, Lord, nobody's ours. So, Lord, you know what you're doing. Bless this church as well. And he has. You know, the new people that are coming in, the new friendships, new relationships, different people. It's amazing. You know, I'm learning more, you know, friendships are more rich than numbers. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong, we still want to reach out and see people saved and more people getting val- feeling valued in life and restored and all of that. But uh, the, the, I'm, we're so blessed in friendships that we have around the world. And, you know, why Shout Sundays are awesome. We've got Pastor Mark Collard. He is one of my personal best friends. Uh, and, and I do gun for it that we can have him. Uh, why? Because it's more than just, just getting someone in to preach. It's someone who, who prays for us as a church, who prays for me and Desiree as a church. You know why? That's just, to me, that's, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. So there's the, the power of the seed. There's the principle of a seed. And um, you know, the last thing that I want to I stop on and, and I want to share a, a couple of thoughts on is that there's a profit, the profit of a seed, the profit, the yield of a seed, the, the blessing of a seed. Um, in 2 Corinthians, if you've got your Bibles, I think it will come up on the, on the screen behind us, but it says this. And the, and the, the context around this is Paul is, is talking to this church in Macedonia about taking up an offering for the people in Jerusalem. And so he's, he's really, uh, he's trying to coach, coach people through this. And so it says this, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. This is 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 15. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others as the scriptures say, they, fr- sh- they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. Verse 10, for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when you take your gift to those who need them, they will thank you. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. I think this is a great, just great scripture. Why? It gives us a bit of, uh, a bit of direction, a bit of uh, relaxation when it comes to giving, when it comes to sowing, when it comes to believing in God and trusting God, because, you know, you just decide. Pray about it. Decide in your heart what to give. Don't give reluctantly or, or in response to pressure. Please, please, there's no pressure here. But maybe we could apply faith and know that there is power in a seed and there's a principle in the seed, but there is a prophet in the seed. If we, if we go back to that, um, the scripture in Matthew chapter 13, what does it say? It says, still other seeds fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop which was 30, 60, even a hundredfold. Now that's awesome. 
I've seen a hundredfold uh, reproduction of a seed in, in my garden. It's weeds, but it's a hundredfold. But I know that these, the, the, these principles will work in your life. They will work in your life. See, there's a prophet, the prophet of a seed, the yield of a seed. And here's the thing, it's, it's God's generosity. And letting God come more alive in who we are. You know, that, that story that Desiree talked about in, in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 8. Uh, I know that because I had it written down for tonight. And then I showed Ben and I got out my mark and crossed it off. But uh, the widow of Zarephath, you know, she only had a little bit left to make one last meal. One last meal. But then she, she chose to then, then to give it to Elijah. There's a, power, there's a whole, whole lot of more teaching in this about giving God the first as well. See, when we give God and we sow into what God wants, wants you to do and you're obeying what God wants you to do, the blessings come, the prophet comes. It says that there was, there was always oil in the container and there was always flour left over. That beats counting down shopping online any day. Right? No more brown paper bags coming out of our ears. It's like plastic now. Everyone's worried about the trees. I'm not sure. Where does it end? But, but there was a principle here where she gave, she sowed, and a miracle happened. The, 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 the power, the, the profit of a seed is, is phenomenal. Um, in, in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1, there was Elisha, and, and, and it's the oil. It's, you know, and, and again, she had a debt to pay and she had sons and, and all that and they're going to get taken away. But uh, Elijah, uh, Elisha comes in and says, go and get as many containers as you can and give me the oil. And so she, and he gives the oil, blesses it. She starts pouring and fills up the containers and it only stopped when all the containers were full. There's, that's, that's a miracle. That's a miracle. Uh, another one I was just thinking about was of, of how someone sowed in generosity was, was Solomon when he took over from, from his dad, King David. I'll, I'll read it because it's amazing. Um, so Solomon, so David has died. And then Solomon here, it says this. Solomon loved the Lord in, in 1 Kings chapter th- um, 1, sorry, 1 Kings chapter 3. Solomon loved the Lord and, and followed all the decrees of his father, David, except that Solomon too offered sacrifices and burnt, um, burned incenses at the place of worship. I don't know, but as you read that, you think, okay, he, he, he followed everything his dad did, but except the offering. But then you read down and it says, the most important, uh, uh, so uh, play, bleh, burnt incenses at the local place of worship. The most important of these places of worship was Gibeon, so the king went there and he sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings. A thousand burnt offerings. You know the requirement was one? The requirement back then was one burnt offering, one bull burnt offering. And but Solomon burnt a thousand offerings. He gave to God. He just he he just sowed a seed. Do you want to know one one read the next part? And from verse nine it says, um, he, he answers the Lord. He's, the Lord turns up to Solomon and, and the Lord says to Solomon, what is it that you want as a king? 
And Solomon says, give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong for who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours. The Lord was pleased with that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So God replied, because you have asked for wisdom and governing my people with justice and, and have not asked for a long life or wealth or death of your enemies, I will give you what you've asked for. And I will also give you, I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has ever had. And ever, and, or ever will. And I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. The power of a seed, the principle of a seed, the prophet of a seed. We, we as, as, a, as again, it's supernatural. Yeah. Mom, who recognized that voice? There's a there's a prophet of a seed. You you will you will reap what you sow. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. But here's the thing, and the Andrew, if you don't mind, come in and play in the keys. Um the 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 challenge that we come up against is is effectively we're taking the Spirit of God and we're running headfirst into the Spirit of this world. It's not even side by side. It's not even diagonal. It's straight at it. Why? Because when it comes to money, money is the world's trust. You got money in your bank. You, you, you feel a little bit secure, generally. You, you can pay the bills. You can put food on the table warm and get out of trouble just pay and and the devil knows that and that's why he he'll he, you know things like um coveting and he'll always stir that up oh, I just need more of that I need more of that I need this I need that and that's the this is this, this, this the spirit of of God is the spirit of generosity and we know that because God was like, you know what, devil, I know how to beat this. I'm just going to sow something. I'm going to sow my son. And he sowed his son on the cross. And it was only the, the, the blood of Jesus that it was sown for you and sown for me. And the great thing about it is just look at the harvest. God sowed a seed. But without sowing that seed, what would he have reaped? He sowed a seed and now he's reaping the salvation of his creation. And that's why we, that's the heart of God, that he is, he's a generous God. He, he, he's, he loves every single person on the face of the planet. He's like, man, if I could just teach your people to be generous, how am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to put some of my spirit in them. But I'm also going to give them opportunity. I'm going to give them options. They get to choose. We get to choose how we're going to live our life. But there's a, there's a prophet in seed. 
There's many people in this room who have, who have, who have, have faithfully given through tithing, bringing the first tithe into the storehouse. There's many people that have uh, faithfully been part of things like miracle offering over years. I guarantee you they could sit down with you and just go over and over and over about the blessings of God that's been poured into their life. Winston Churchill said, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. Winston Churchill was the Prime Minister, took, became the Prime Minister of, uh, of England halfway through the Second World War and made a massive difference, massive change. You know, and he, I'm sure he's one of those people that really do, does understand what it means to sow, what it means to give. Because he was the person that commanded a lot of army people to give their lives so that they would create freedom for others. Another act of generosity. I, like, I get inspired where just, we get to hang out with Pastor Bruce and Helen. And you know, he's 71 years old and he was just telling us, oh, yeah, a lot of people ask me, when am I going to retire? And I'm like, yeah, I was just thinking about that. I was like, why, why is that the goal? And because his answer was, well, I'm not going to retire because I'm called. Is the goal to retire in life? I, I think we should be wise. I think we should, uh, you know, make sure we put in provisions for ourselves and, and all that sort of stuff. But here's the thing. The, God's economy is way better than any, any superannuation plan. Now, both, please. <laughs> all right, trust God. But also be wise. I'm not saying sow your superannuation plan, please. No. Be wise in the things that God calls us to be good stewards. But to be a good steward, I believe, comes from a place of being, being faithful in, in God. Um, see, God's economy is supernatural. And it comes from faith. I want to just... Read one more thing that I wrote down here, and I've, oh, there it is. See, faith is what softens soil. Trust is what cultivates faith. Why do I say that is because seeds come from God, and sometimes they have landed on us, and, and our heart is the soil, and sometimes our heart's been hard. Sometimes it's been stony. Sometimes some things have, have grown, but then they've, been stolen away. But I believe, you know, faith is what softens soil. So I don't know where you're at when it comes to uh, sowing a seed into, into what we're doing as Equippers Churches around the world. But I know that, it'll, that, that there's power in it. I, I know that there, there, there's, a, there's principles in it. I know that there'll be a profit in it. But we sow because we're going to believe in God. And we sow because... Here's the thing is when we sow, we will reap. And I pray God will, God will release blessing over your life like you've never, ever encountered before. I wonder what, we, what, what we're going to do now is we're just going to stand. And, uh, and, and yeah, so why don't we stand? Just to help you out. Or when do we stand? Just you know. See, I think... God's given us an ability to be wise with our finances. Totally, I think you should be wise with your finances. But tonight, 
I'm also saying be faithful with them. They go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. Don't, don't make a pledge tonight that goes, oh, I want to, I'm, I'm believing, we're going to give $20,000. No, if, 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 if you have never given $5,000, don't go for $20,000. In fact, don't go for 1000 unless you've given 10 before. Do you know what I mean? It's like, let, let the soil, let the seed grow in your spirit. That's what Desiree and I did when we started doing this thing called generous giving. We started off and we, we grew and man, God blessed us. And we, uh, it was not about that, but then we just went a little bit more and amazing, got a little bit more. And we've grown to a place. We're wise with our finances, and, and, but we've seen God's blessing pour out on us. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.